This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF much Cedric has been some A.O. torching the blind side blue paper once again. And that's the premiership craving. You can hear it in his voice. The window's open, obviously, but can he bring it home? We'll find out as the weeks roll by. You can hear the winning obsession, the lust-filled desire for football success. From the sump to the camp in the bludging on the blind side, soundproof that ABC grandstand uh, HQ. Happy rugby league! Uh, remember, I've got a, you know, housekeeping straight away. Rugby league day, September the 8th, has been postponed due to COVID considerations. Look! We are in touch continually with New South Wales and Queensland Health Departments about a new date. When we know, you will know. The bludge will flick on the details as soon as they come through. On another sobering note, as this magnificent season draws to a close, many players have decided to move on to the next chapter of their lives and leave football behind. Can I highlight just three? Alex Glenn, the Broncos skipper, is hanging up the boots after 282 games. Phew. So many games. So little success. Just gives you a pause for thought, doesn't it? What it must be like to be Alex Glenn. In the AFL, Basher Hooley, the former bomber who finished his career in Tiger Town, racked up 232 games and turned out in three premiership sides, a player with enormous success. And, uh, of course, Roy and I were involved in Basher's career uh, in the Jed Lamb incident, which uh, we tried to restage for the tribunal and say it was an absolute accident. Why should you penalise Basher Hooley for this? Uh, we couldn't ever get the contact that Basher got with the left temple of Jed Lamb on the way through. It was an exciting moment to be involved in that level of decision-making in the AFL. And the fact that we couldn't do it, well, we apologised to the AFL, apologised to the game, apologised to Jed and obviously Basher at the same time. And, uh, you know, Obviously, social media had a go at us for being failures. Well, we're, we're used to that. We can take that. And uh, the other one I've got to highlight is Eddie Betts, the blue who became a crow, who became a blue again, plays his 350th game tonight and his last. And, look, I've got to be honest, Australia will be lucky to see someone with Eddie's sense of occasion and sublime skill ever again. But that's football. And uh, thanks, uh, should I say Australia, thanks all footballers, not only those three, but all footballers who are moving on this year. Your service... On the football front line of this nation will not be forgotten by a grateful Australia. This is a simple fact. You'll never be forgotten. Even if you only played two games, you'll never be forgotten. People will remember wherever people gather and talk about, you know, Wally Dugan, they'll think, God, didn't he have a boot? He never used it, but he had a boot, etc. Uh, but beginning with the greatest game of all and the controversy at the coalface concerning the development of the code, there are now two distinct schools of thought. First, 
Supercoach and Carbonara aficionado Wayne Bennett's position is that the game will wither and die unless more clubs are added. He thinks there is enough talent lurking across the nation for more teams to run out. I use that word advisedly, not just one, more teams to run out in the comp across Australia. He doesn't mind a few 80 to nil blowouts because let's face it, how would that be any different to what happens every week in the competition at the moment? 80 to nil, not an unsurprising scoreline in rugby league now. Why would that be any different in the future? Now, the problem is the existing clubs, apart from, you know, anything that uh, Wayne's putting the polish on, the existing clubs, on the other hand, suggest the game will wither and die if any more lumber is hurled onto the Volandas Rugby League bonfire. Elsewhere in league, Chambers, the Chambers saga rumbles on. Uh, what has Willie got against Matthew Lodge and uh, Kane Evans? And just how funny is Willie on the spray anyway? He's been described as the last character left in the game. I mean, that's a real shock to me. The last character left in the game is Willie Chambers. Speaking of characters, we almost lost one at the weekend when Andrew Fafita went down for the count. Gee, that was a near-run thing. I don't think I've ever heard that happen before, but uh, when I looked up the records, sure enough, it did. And the the hard work from uh, and quick work from the um, medical people on the sideline saved a a lucky shark. Um, Now, in our mystery corner... Is the New South Wales Blues coach, Fittler, on the move to take over the reins at Parramatta? I mean, the whispers, I, I've got to honestly report these whispers. They've reached me, and if they're reaching me, they must be hundreds of thousands of people must know them already. After a recent one of September fades, is Fred the man to take eels, the eels forward with his revolutionary, um, you know, grab bag of coaching techniques? Things like sitting in pyramids, walking around with the shoes off, etc. All great at origin level, but will they work at club level? The jury's out on whether they'll work. Speaking of moves, is the Storm's cheese on the move? Some say yes, others say no. The cheese, silent as cheddar. I tried to open him up and he just wouldn't come across. He's as silent as cheddar, the cheese. Uh, and is the NRL Big Watusi already off to Suncorp? I'm not sure where this is all going to go. The AFL granny is, I'm pretty sure, going to Optus Oval on September the 25th, but it may play at the MCG on September the 18th. Go figure. How does that line them up? Line those ducks up. I mean, the murderer is trying to kill the game in two capital cities at the same time in September. And speaking of moves, the Rose Hill card on next Saturday, I hope people are making a note of this, which includes the San Domenico Stakes, is off to Kembla Grange for a big day out. I mean, the changes in COVID are just amazing. Physics freaks, ground staff on the job with the footy finals and the Cups Carnival around the corner. Outer urban race goers with an interest in rural and regional spearfishing. I know there's a few of you out there, so welcome aboard. Welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side. This is uh, HG Norson opening the dig for another set of seven water week. What an incredible week. I mean, from the flavour I've given you already, what an amazing week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. Athletics and Olympian Peter Bowl cashed the cheque he wrote in Tokyo with a magnificent win in the 800-metre scamper in Poland last weekend. Uh, just a triumph. It was a triumph for Australian athletics. Boxing, and after last week's hubbub of activity, it's all very QT on the donkey circuit this week. All we know is that Gal is out there looking for opponents. Zarafa is back and saying, sorry, there was a minor stool stink, incidentally, when uh, Gal took on Gus Gould as they analysed the Cleary v Bird incident from last weekend on Monday night. It was a terrific, you know, meeting of minds. No uh, quarter asked or given. I'm not sure how the Zarafa apology went over. It's just a bloke looking for a fight, really, and he missed out on one, and now he's wanting one back. Where does this end? I don't know. No more details, incidentally, on the magic round, which we floated here last week. Uh, we know the Toast and Loose Nut Lussick are on the prowl and either would make a great 
opponent for the stool and make a fabulous curtain raiser for Magic Round, but uh, we're not, nothing's been inked as yet. In the final round of AFL, all eyes will be focused on the grub of the year votes. Has the kid done enough? Or should he make a sure it's in the bag with something very, very special tonight against the Blues at Marvel? I mean, I'm just rooting for the kid again. I mean, I'm just hoping that he can somehow he's done enough without having to go really silly and take him out, say, for the first two weeks of the finals. Rugby union, and in the build-up to last Saturday night's game, there was a rather foolish suggestion from the, well, from the a wallaby, a rather foolish suggestion that the men in, you know, from the whole, and speaking on behalf of the whole men in gold organisation, uh, apparently the rave was the All Blacks have lost their aura. Now, the rave suggested that they were now easy beats. Of course, the predictable happened. The All Blacks run in a record score and the old gold fruit and nut flaked, if I can put those words together. Teen! All Blacks 57, our nutty blokes 22. Like PM Sooty says, we wish it were different, but it's not. No greater word said in football ever. Pundits uh, still maintain it's only a matter of time before we win one of these stinks, these Bledisloe slinks. Uh, sadly for Flakefield fun lovers, the next one doesn't appear to be on in Perth. We gave that big raps because remember the last time the All Blacks played in Perth? Australia won. Anyway, Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us. We prod forward through the solidly backed up stoolage of the week sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go and get it. If you've got to go, get in the queue again for another go. And if you've been in the queue all week, then stay there because your go's coming your way. And then for Australia, get in the queue again during the week and have another go. And remember, Diggs, we'll get you there because we know where there is. Because when you're there, you won't have to ask, are we there yet? Because you'll be there. And you won't have to, well, so shut up. To get the blindside uh, barge away from the wharf, let's lock horns with a man who this week toured the Dunes Mini Golf Complex in Victor Harbour following a tip-off from a blindsider. So impressed was this man with the 18 holes of family fun that he put in a proposal to the South Australian government for a complex to be expanded in, in, into an international centre uh, for the mini golf stars of tomorrow. His plan calls for 15 stories of centre known as the mini, uh, of mini golf excellence and resilience to be built alongside the current setup. The new centre will be known as Hensby Park and is the centrepiece of the very secret Operation Windmill Hole. Uh, which all, as you know, people who follow the code will all know all mini golf setups have a windmill hole. Now, there'll be on-site parking for uh, available for 23,000 cars and the possibility that, that mini golf will now be on the 2032 card in Brisbane, that possibility has ignited a revolution in the small-scale caper. There'll be up to 1,500 jobs in the construction phase of Hensby Park and 12 ongoing positions once the complex is complete. It's a real win-win for the area, which is, you know, after the Victor Harbour Bluff or the Victor Bluff has nothing much going for it. The man behind the plan and with 2032 firmly in his mind, this, can I put it, and I don't think I've ever used these words before, this is the voice of hope. The voice of hope. That is rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludgeoning on the blindside bunny in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully sick, dude! Yes, thank you very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson, and happy rugby league to you and happy rugby league to Australia. And like all Australians, uh, I am disappointed that uh, COVID has interrupted what was going to be a wonderful celebration uh, for National Rugby League Day. Uh, I'm wearing the disappointment as I speak, as mm -hmm. is the nation. And uh, I spent a fair bit of time answering calls this week about 
National Rugby League Day uh, and there were suggestions uh, to have, which I think is a terrific idea, a call of the ornaments to the game. Uh, I think I think this... Yes. And what prompted this, HG, was the James Maloney announcing his pending retirement. He hopes to get the Cattle and Dragons over the line as a last gasp gesture from a man who's been really a tremendous ornament to the game. Uh, a couple of uh, State of Origin series wins. Uh, I think he's got a World Cup as well, a couple of premierships. I mean, a and- real no-nonsense rugby league person through and through. And very cheerful with it. Yes, always. Very cheerful. Always, always had a cheeky grin. Always and, a team man. Yeah, even when he was knocked yep, out, he yep, had a grin. That's right. He, he could steer a team around the park. Uh, he knew where to place players. He knew how to defend. Uh, absolute ornament to the game. Mm-hmm. And thinking of ornaments, uh, I mean, I'd ask people at home j- just to bring a few ornaments to your mind. You know, I- I'm just thinking here loosely, let me see. Mick Cronin was an ornament. I mean, I'm not talking legends or immortals. No. I'm talking ornaments. Like a Blake. Exactly. Um, uh, Kevin Hardwick. Sean Lane. Junior Pierce. Ciro. Matty Tapao. Bronco de Jura. Scott Tronk. Jason Saab. Alex Glenn. Peter Tunks. Luke Brooks. Yeah. Jacob ornaments. Little. Yeah. Just ornaments, HG. So this uh, reading of the ornaments could take several hours. I know. But I think people would love it. And what would happen, just tease it out a yep. little bit, you'd start off with somebody like Carl Stefanovic reading the first thousand. Yes. And then you might move on to say, uh, yes. oh, I don't know, Pity Ernie Sigley left us this I week. Know, I know, I know. he would have made he, it great. He'd been good, yes. Uh, he he could have gone through the uh, the French ornaments. Ah, uh, of course. Puy, Puy Gaber, Yeah. You know, wonderful ornaments mm. to gain the French. Mm. And the English ornaments, uh, mm. you get one of the Burgess brothers, maybe Sam, to read the... Uh, well, there's so many of them. That would So many it. of them. And that would add another yes. dimension to it. Yep, it little Tommy another... Bishop. Yes. Ornament to the game. Ma- uh, Malcolm Riley. Malcolm Reilly, and who's they the, call uh, him who's here. And who's the bloke who always used to cause problems when he used to play? Oh, okay. yes. Lee, well, Lee, Lee Crooks. Lee Crooks, thanks very much. Ornament to the game. I know. Amazing. I mean, it's, see, already. And New Zealand ornaments. Ah, plenty of them. Yeah. Olsen Filipino, Lee's the Lost. Yep. Mark Graham. Clayton Friend. Mm. Uh, mm. I mean, it just goes on and on. Mm. Ornaments to I the know. game. You know, not, no tickets on themselves. Can we get Deborah Hutton involved? Yes, or you could get like Deborah Hutton involved. Danny Inn. Does she want to get involved? Well, I don't know. We'll just have to ask. Well, what about uh, Julia Roberts? Julia Roberts. Well, she, she would of... certainly be she... involved if she wanted to. Should, she could, could zoo, she do a couple zoom of thousand? in. Zoom in. I, I don't think she, the shoot went great, by the way. Uh, I think she's back home now. I she could zoom in. Yeah. Well, real time, you know, and you FaceTime real time. Yes, that's right. That's right. Anyway, it's going to be a, a terrific <laughs> celebration. Um, it, it won't be alpha, alphabetical either. Oh, no, no, no. Because no, no, alphabetical no. spoils it, I think. You want to be surprised. Exactly. I wasn't expecting Tunksy. Yeah. I mean, I was, but I didn't know when. Yeah. And now he's here. Now. And Adam, do, sorry? Do we zoom around to these people's homes when they are called? So you I just don't know if we idea. have the resources for that, uh-huh, actually. I don't know. I don't know. I'm in discussion with uh, the Man of Feathers to, who's given us a bit of a budget, but I think it's... it's and is nine interested this in this? Yes, nine's interested yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, if nine doesn't pick it up, seven will. Uh, I, I, I've spoken to uh, to uh, David Koch, mm-hmm. who uh, is with that terrific little show, Sunrise. Sunrise, yeah. Um, Controversial. Yes, and uh, they want to do a segment 
uh, an extensive segment and covering live uh, some of the aspects of National Rugby League Day. But as I say, there's there's argy-bargy going on between the various networks. I think 10's involved as well and certainly 9 will be the primary you know, right to, Yes, they, they, they'll, they'll be covering it from start to finish, mm-hmm. I'm led to believe. Now, Adam Scott, uh, well, the yips. The yips cost him a gimme that cost him a million dollars and a title. It, I, I saw the putt. I watched it uh, with HG. And uh, I we, couldn't we, look. We, we, well, no, we could hardly look. I mean, it was about old speed. It was less than a metre. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a big putt. No. You know, it was slightly uphill, a little bit right to left. Uh, we we called we could see what was going to happen there and bloody hell he just feet wrong hips, yeah, wrong, hips wrong everything was wrong yes it was just right. everything wrong because remember he he went to the broomstick putter there for a little while mm-hmm. remember and then they banned the broomstick putter which so he's all at sea yeah he's all at sea totally did you get an interview with him afterwards? no I didn't no, I no. tried to but he was a little bit mad um, now. Ange has uh, Celtic humming five wins in a row. Five wins. How quickly has he turned that around? Incredible. Incredible. Mm. Ange Postacoglu, we salute you this week. Now, Matthew Hayden. Remember Haydos? Yeah. Opening partner. Opening partner of, you know. The brown gnome. Yes. Matthew Hayden comes to Langer's defence. He's accused those complaining of being facetious. Facetious? Yeah. Now, I, I don't know if that's what he meant. No, I don't think it does what he meant. He's trying to be funny. Meant? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he said. They're, they're being facetious. Now, I, someone's got to get him aside and say, well, listen, Ados, do you know what it means? Because yeah. I don't think the players are being facetious at all. I think they're I cross. think they're taking it very, very seriously. <laughs> they're cross. I think they're irate. Uh, they're livid. Uh, I mean, he could have used words like livid, irate, <laughs> etc. but no, he chose facetious. Baffling, utterly baffling. Maybe it means di- something different in the world of cricket. It probably does. It may do. It may yeah. mean... Stop being facetious, mate. Oh, yeah, sorry, Hades. How does that work? No. <laughs> Has I'm anyone not... seen my box? Stop being facetious. Oh, I'm going to get three uh, for five No, today. no, no, I really, oh, I, I really lost my box. No, you haven't. You've been facetious. Well, if I was being facetious, give me my box. Mm. You know, I don't know. It's elaborate. Uh, it? Yeah, I don't know where it goes. Uh, as you say, the third Bledisloe is gone. I think the black, the the All Blacks, I just think they've had enough, to be honest. They're just tired of kicking a dog. Yeah. I mean, you can go and kick a dog for a while and it's, you know, it's fun for a little while, but after a while you just, you think it's a bit cruel. Yeah. Can I say, I, I'm not completely sure that the third test is gone. It's just not going to be played well, on that game. So yeah, it's some sort of... In a bind. So I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, no. what, what's it matter? I mean, it's yeah, a, no. who cares? Yeah, it's a dead Even if Australia people. won at 6,000 to nil. No, I don't no, remember. Wouldn't matter. Mm. Wouldn't matter. I mean, symbolically, they should gather and run out onto the ground, have the referee blow, whoop, play and then off, run off, kick the ball and then run off and yeah. claim it as a win. Yeah. That's what, I'd, that's what I'd be doing. Yeah. yeah. Two gutless turn up. You know, you could gob them off, that sort of stuff. That's right. And they yeah. should do a line We're out. here. Where are you? Yeah. 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 They should do a line out for practice. Yes. Although they might lose. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, I wouldn't complicate it. Yeah. Let's just kick <laughs> off and walk off. <laughs> that that's I'm it. confident they'll be they'll able to, to do. do. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ash Barty, back to an incredibly good form, top form. 
uh, that uh, destruction of uh, Azarenka, that was an extraordinary mm. uh, demonstration of skill. And I think she's kicked off since then. She'll, yeah, she'll, be, been... she'll be in the final tomorrow, I imagine. Yeah. This is the Cincinnati. How do this you rate this? I rate it very highly. Yeah. And it's a warm-up for the US it's Open? It's a warm-up for the US Open, yes. The, does the US yep. Open start next week? I think it starts the week after next. Okay. Fine, I think. Fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. People I think. Know. Yeah, people will know. Uh, speaking of tennis, crisis time for Roger. There's more surgery for the knee. What distresses me, HG, is that he's not responded to Merv Cross, who reached out through this very program, <laughs> through this very program, reached out to Roger, and Roger has ignored the reaching out. Mm. Well, mm. I'd say that's it, because there's only one man on the planet that could have got Roger back at the net with confidence. That's, that's true. Cross. I'm just wondering if we should send an ambassador. Somebody who's had them cross touch. All right. Yes. Oh, there are plenty of those. I know. Plenty of those. And just go over and have a chat. Yep. Because often that helps. Yep. Uh, Now, you mentioned uh, Zarafa. Now, Zarafa is insisting that Zoo is dreaming if he, that is Zoo, thinks he can land an international fight. Now, big talk. It is big talk from Zarafa. Remember, Zarafa is the one that did his all blacks and decided not to get on the plane. Right, and that's when poor old Zooey had to fly someone down from who's, up north who'd who's, never boxed before. No, and pull him beers. Yeah, yeah pull him beers. Ten minutes later, he's on Fighting, a plane. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I don't know where this is going to go, but everyone would anyone who loves boxing would love to see Zarafa and uh, Zoo in the ring. I think. I think that's what people are asking. Well, the for. difficulty is, is isn't now uh, Zoo? Well, Zoo, Zoo's looking further afield. Yeah, that's right. Bigger uh, fish he to wants fry. a big. He wants a big name. He wants an yeah. IBA, IBO, IBF, unification, etc. CBA, RBA. Yeah, the IBF. Yeah, all of that. And who can blame him? I'm not. You know, he's the only one who can make sense. He's the only one who can make sense of it exactly. And he's being well managed at the time. At this time, I think he is being very well managed. Now, can Grub Green get the Giants into the big dance? That's mm, the question. Wow, big call. It is a big, big call. Grub's back this week. Oh yes, oh yes, yes. No, Grub's in. Grub, this Grub's week. in. Yeah, Grub had a week off last week. He might be on the skipper uh, side again. He good, good. They're the allowing him to be captain again. Yeah, Either, I think so. It, yeah, good. I haven't seen the because uh, he plays better when he's captain, he leading does. from the front he or does. leading with the elbow. <laughs> leading with the elbow. That's what we like. <laughs> well, the boot sometimes. Oh, so. Boot, knee. Yeah. Nut. Yep. It's all there. Yeah, it's all Co- there with the Grub. Complete he's game. Done. Complete, complete package. Game. Yeah, complete package. Someone's suggesting, or Tim is suggesting, that uh, Hados might have meant fractious. Oh, yes, that's Could not be. bad. Maybe. Mm. Maybe just the... Um, Drop the, a the, in, the R and put an E in there. Maybe the journalist who did the reporting... Yeah, misheard. Misheard. Yeah, true. That yeah. could happen. Fractious. Yeah. Well, I suppose they are being fractious, aren't they? He's accurate there. Well, they're just cross. They're cross, mm. yeah. Now, a wonderful week for the greatest game of all, as HG has mentioned. Um, I think the Storm, they're ready to break East's record of successive wins uh, next week. I think it'll be, it'll be 20 wins in a row in succession. Isn't that an extraordinary record? It, it is an extraordinary I, record. Back in 75, we thought they would never be beaten. And this get, was Jack Gibson's famous uh, East right. side yeah. that did 19 on the trot. Um, wow. 20 on the trot. And their record echoes yeah. East almost exactly. Yes, it does. They won and won the first one, yep. then lost the next that's two right. and then went that's on right. the run. It's, it's uncanny the way rugby league mm. repeats Roots itself. Is, yes, yeah, that's right. Doesn't it ever? That's right. What doesn't a year that ever. year was. 75. Oh, wasn't yeah. it ever? Change. 
change. Yeah, the white boots, change, white yeah. boots yeah, yeah, all of that. Uh, now, uh, is Parramatta's poor form connected to the fact that some players have bigger and better rooms than others in lockdown? They're the whispers receiving that I'm receiving. That some players have got to you know, like studios. They've got they've got beds, beds and a pool, kitchen and, and kitchen and, and all of that. Punch pool and, and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, others yeah, are yeah. sleeping in broom closets. That's it. Closets. That's it. Yes, yes. And, and, they and have this to sleep is upright. this is rankling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I understand. They're, they're, they're getting facetious, if I can quote. Hados. <laughs> Hados. Yeah. <laughs> no. They get Parramatta's really facetious at the moment. Can I say that I've seen some very disturbing images of yeah. players being propped up by brooms in the bloom, oh, bloom yeah. closet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. three or four of them. Sure. There. Being totally facetious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just finally, HG, uh, speaking of ornaments mm-hmm. uh, to the game as we were in uh, connection with uh, Rugby League Day, uh, Peter Sterling has to leave the commentary to Yes. Um, Peter Sterling has been the only voice of common sense on that network for many years. And they're going to miss, I think. He's been the rudder. He really, reads the he? play so He reads the play better than anyone. And doesn't do that each way thing that Goldie no. does sometimes. They're no. going to win or they're going to lose. No, 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 no. And when someone says something stupid, he just lets it pass. Mm. He, he doesn't, he doesn't pick them up or dwell on <clears> them or make them look <clears> foolish. He's a team player. Yeah. And that's, what, and that's why he's, I, I'd consider him an ornament. Would you consider him an addition to the Parramatta lineup that runs out tonight? Uh, look, I, don't, may not I always not. imagined back in the day that that Peter Sterling would have made a, a fantastic coach. Mm-hmm. I, I think he he she should have taken on coaching. Instead, he was lured by the the baubles that were offered to him uh, with Channel Nine and made an absolute success of it. He, he was he is by you know with a fair bit of daylight between he and any other commentator mm. coming behind him or alongside mm. him. Uh, so we wish him all the best. Yeah, no, that's whatever great. he chooses mm. to do. Yeah, he, and I he, still think he's got something to offer rugby league. Wh- well, maybe he hasn't. Yeah. Maybe he's done enough. Well, maybe the game's changed. The, cha- the game has yeah. changed. You know, yes. You- the game has changed. Well, let's just say, Sterler, thank you. Yes, and good thank luck. Thank you. Thank you, Ornament. Ornament is a player. Ornament is a commentator. Yes, and all and the very best. ornament in retirement. Make of that what you will. I am the mother of a rugby league player, and I am proud of the rugby league values he displays week in, week out, on and off the paddock. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. See, that's the essence of Rugby League Day, isn't it? Mm. The values he displays, obviously her offspring, yes. yeah. displays on and off the paddock. Yes, yes. I mean, I mean it's, it's a very big loss not it's being a powerful able to message, isn't it? Powerful message. It's a powerful We're message. We're not sure exactly to put into a nutshell the mm. values, but you know when you see them. You do. You do. You do. Uh, on the text, as you mentioned, actually, someone is suggesting that um, given Freddie's coaching record, this is Freddie Fittler, ornament. Uh, do you think it would be best to have a baton change between Brad Arthur and Freddie at the end of the regular season so Freddie just coaches in the finals each year? He does seem to be a big game man, doesn't he, yes, Freddie? Yes, Ornament Rather Freddie. Rather than the minutiae of yeah. having to deal week in, week out, press conference, what we wrong, you know. Look, I... I drives you nuts, I, that sort of stuff. <laughs> ornament Fittler, 
I think should take over for the last six weeks because he needs to yes. tune the Parramatta Reels mm. to keep doing what they did in the first 14 weeks of the comp. That's right. And yep. then get them yep. ready for a tilt. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Well, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea, is it? I don't know how Brad Arthur would feel about that, though. He'd feel... Well, he'd get paid out. Just oh, he would get paid yeah, out. Yeah, be no skin off matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's show business. It I mean, is. It's a it is. Brad, business. you've done enough, mate. Yeah. Thanks yeah. a lot. Yep. See you next See year. See you next year, fella. Now, speaking of this, Wayne Bennett, uh, obviously very disappointed with the loss last night. He was. But um, and he, but he's only got a couple of things to tinker with, except yep. the, pr- the big problem is mm. Penrith and the Storm mm. have beaten the Rabbits on the last 11 occasions. That is wow. a stunning record. That isn't it? is a stunning record. I, well, didn't, stunning, I didn't realize that. No, neither did I. Wow. Um, That's uh, some years. I think it goes back so, to. Yeah, Souths have got what, what I'd call hoodoo teams. Hoodoo. They're, they're hoodoo teams. Yeah. They're beaten in the head before they go out. In fact, this is a really weird thing that some mm. football teams have this. And yeah. It's very hard to unwrap. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, the one that immediately comes to mind is, I think, Arsenal and Crystal Palace. Oh, right. You know, in their yes. Premier League. Yes, And for some weird reason, Carlton can almost always beat Geelong. Right. Even when they're playing shit out. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But, um, but it's a funny thing. Yeah. It's got to be psychological. It must be. Yeah, which, which makes it mysterious. Mysterious. And a little out of reach for most people. Out of reach. Yeah. Beautifully put. Yeah. Yeah. So this is something that Wayne Brennan is, is going to have to grapple with. He is. He's going to have to get inside their heads and tinker a little bit. To remove this hoodoo. It's a hoodoo, isn't it? Do you think that... That's how you'd have to start with the bloke. Bloke, sit down. There's a hoodoo here. You You've got s- a hoodoo in your head. You can smell it, can't yeah. you? There's a waft. Mm. There's an aura. Y- yeah. Did I use it? Yeah. yeah. Now... But it's a strange game last night, though, HG. You, you know, you'd have to say Penrith were lucky. I mean, a couple of those tries were well, flukes. Absolute flukes. Absolute flukes. Yeah, you'd never be able to do them. Freaks, you couldn't mm. train to do that. Mm. I mean, extraordinary, really. But even if you take the two fluke tries out, they still won. Now, he's um, this is an interesting position that Bennett finds himself in. He's a coach, and he's obviously keen to get involved with Queensland football, rugby league again. Right. Because he's leaving South at the end of the year, he well is. known, and he's going to he move is. back to Queensland. Right. So I fired up Wayne Bennett has urged, this is uh, the uh, the Murdoch press got this some couple of days ago. Yes. And has urged Peter Volandis not to bow to vested interest mm-hmm. from existing NRL clubs and push forward plans to launch a second Brisbane team. Right. Now. There's a bit of self-interest there from Wayne Bennett, isn't there? Yeah. He's confused. Well, he's vested interest in the other clubs, but. Bennett's got a very big interest. Very big interest now, because he won't be taking over the Broncos, will he? Because no. Kevy's turned them around, oh, hasn't Kevy's he? Kevy's got them. He's got them humming like a top. Yes. I mean, they haven't won anything, but they're looking better. They're not as embarrassing as they were. They and you've got to say that. That's honest. I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah. They're not as embarrassing as they were. Yeah. The Kevolution The Kevolution has made them less embarrassing, and that's got to be good. For rugby league yes. and Australia. Now... Um, the soon-to-be-off-contract coach took aim at clubs who were said to be looking after their own backyards by arguing COVID pandemic should put expansion on the back burner for now. He was adamant it would be a mistake not to try and use the recent announcement that Brisbane was hosting the 2032 Games Mm. as a springboard to grow the league. I think it's even more important now we expand and we expand quickly in the next two years. You've no idea of the growth in places like Springfield going down towards Toowoomba and Ipswich and beyond. Yes, that's fast out there. Millions yep, upon yep. millions of people are moving out yes, there. Yes, they are. They all love league. They love rugby league. And they and love Wayne Bennett. And they're, 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 there's a significant number of 
large, willing blokes, fit as, who are looking for something to do. On the weekend and during the week. It's an incredible growth area, according to uh, uh, Wayne. Incredible. And it's uh, going to be the uh, double what it is now in 10 years' time, meaning when the games are on. Yes. It comes after the uh, man of further Peter Valanders revealed in recent weeks that three bidding teams, these are the three still in it, yep. the Firehawks, the Jets and the Dolphins are yep. going to be interviewed again in coming weeks. Good. Now, I think well, they've had the one... With the view to kicking off next year, HG, could they do it that I'm quickly? I'm not sure. I think it's the following the year. The Dolphins be... ready to run out next year. What? That's the que- That would be the first question I'd ask. Yeah. Are you ready to go? Are you ready to go? Have you got a roster? Yes. Have you got a clubhouse? <laughs> you know. Have you got a coach? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we know where we can find one. Now... Broadcast is keen on exploring the option to bring a new Brisbane team in to coincide with the next TV contract. Even Bennett's mm-hmm. own chief executive at South, Blake Solly, is among those who have who has um, you know a say on the NRL, that the NRL should shelve the expansion at this point. Yes, he said it was extremely surprising that it was back on the agenda. But Bennett, who's made no secret of the fact he's moving back. Uh, he says um, if we had listened to the other clubs, meaning all the others apart from him. Uh, we'd never have the, any expansion at all. We'd never have any expansion. We, c- we certainly would have had never had state of origin. Mm-hmm. We'd probably never have test football. Mm-hmm. And there's always been vested interests uh, party out there and, uh, you know, no one must change. At the moment they're having a tough time because they've lost a fair bit of revenue. So they think, so they like to think there is more revenue coming their way if there's less teams. But yeah. I think the Melbourne was the last expansion team in 1998. Mm. Anyone who runs a successful business will tell you that either you get bigger or stronger, or, you know, yeah. or obviously it stays something. Now, yep. can I point out mm-hmm. that things like six again yes. was nothing to do with the clubs. The no. clubs were ridden over by Volandis yes. and downtown. Yep. Six again is a mystery to me it still. A total mystery. Completely arbitrary yeah. often, yep. Yep. it seems. Yep. I mean, there was an incident last night which was fair and that they mm. called especially a Souths didn't benefit from the penalty. Yeah, yeah. Now then we got Magic Round. Were the clubs ever asked if they wanted to play all the games in Queensland on a weekend? No, they weren't. No, they were just no, they told weren't. to get they up were, there and do it. Yes, that's right. You know, I mean, the, the idea that somehow the clubs are asked in any of this, yeah. then you get your whole COVID protocols, mm-hmm. people sleeping in broom closets, closets and some people having luxury rooms with beds and yes. swimming pools in them. Yeah, and I mean, B-days, B-days. There are B-days in some of those rooms. Are there? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yep. No wonder players are upset. I know. I know. Imagine you're playing with a bloke who's using a B-day. <laughs> Terps, Metho, bleach and hand sanitizer in equal parts. Try it. What have you got to lose? This is Bludging on the Blind Side. You see, what gets on my week, there's a crisis in rural and regional rugby league. We know that. We've explored that. Crush and Cleo broke that story yeah. on this very show yep. months ago. Yep. People are having to blow up the jumping castles at grounds. Yes. They've had to put the urn on early and come down and sell the tickets and to organise the car parking. Stuff. That can't continue. Yeah. And yet we have this concept that somehow expanding the game is going to be great for it. Mm. Yeah. With more teams at the highest level. At the highest level, yeah. And where are the players coming? Oh, well, I mean, it doesn't matter to me because, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, players, you can find them anywhere, I suppose. Well, I suppose you can. <laughs> but, look, if we look at the last inclusion, has, has the storm being welcomed into the canon of rugby league teams into the competition, has that been a benefit to rugby league? That's your question. Now, there are many north of the uh, the Murray who don't like it, but you've got to ask yourself how many local 
Victorians, Melbourne people, have put their hands up and said, I want to play rugby league. As I understand it, Not the many. listeners will know this, only yeah. one only has one. been locally. Well, there you are. It's paid off then, hasn't it? The expansion has worked. <laughs> it's got another player in. Now, that player could become an ornament. Could probably is. Being the first Melbourne player would make him an ornament. An ornament. Now, I'm not sure where this goes. No. But the, the <clears throat> see, um, well, well, the Dolphins, etc. they've got to make a business case, haven't they? It's a business case. Can I say a business case in rugby league is very difficult? It's like putting on a musical about, well, let's pick a figure, you know, about yeah. Kevin Hardwick oh, yeah. and trying to find backers who think this Kevin Hardwick musical is going to go somewhere and we're going yep. to put 100,000 into it. Yeah. Well, isn't that the same thing with the Dolphins? You've got so many people. You've got, a, mm. you know, you've got the local uh, plumbers interested in putting their name on the jersey. Yes, and, uh, you sponsorship, know, very important. Well, that's part of the business plan. I mean, if they can, if the Dolphins, oh, I mean, they don't do, uh, you know, do pre- they work for pre- them? Pre- pre- just the other two yeah, teams, they're yeah. putting their hands up, the firecrackers or the bungers, whoever they are. But <laughs> if, say, the bungers can get, you know, a lot of sponsorship that will cover them, then that's got to be good. Yeah. I, I mean, it might be Jim's mowing or something. Yeah, Jim's, right. Well, you know, Jim's, they, they just get yeah. a bloody bearded bloke with a bloody. Hat. Hat and put him on the jersey and... Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Or Jim's Pro- your uncle. Problem solved. <laughs> Jim's your uncle. Now, what I don't confuse... I don't think we can confuse that with... Do they then go round and get some of the players who are leaving clubs... Yes. ...to say, hang on, fellas, we like might Matt have Duffty, a... Matt jo- Dufty, players that yeah. aren't happy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Matt yes. Dufty. Yep. You know, and say, fellas, well, hang Dufty's on. Matt Dufty's not bad. He, what, he's going he's to become got, a... He's, he's, he's going to become a firecracker. Is he a bunger? He's... <laughs> He's banging it on him with the bangers. Wow. And that'd be a catch call. There you are. Bang it on with the bangers. Yes. Now, I don't know if I can do this quickly, but yep. this is what disturbs me here. They might get a reputation for having a short wick. Well, see, that's got to be good too. I know. Yeah, so you know, when you oh, play the oh, bangers. We don't want to play the bangers. Oh, no. Oh, hoodoo. No. Back to the hoodoo. Back to the hoodoo, yeah. Now, last week, see, this is what worries me is Redcliffe, Morton Daly Stadium. Yes. Bit of a mouthful. Redcliffe's Morton Daly Stadium. Morton not, Daly? Who was Morton Daly? An no ornament? Idea. Oh, I'd have to be an ornament. Yeah. Now, an incident happened there <laughs> yeah. where Andrew Fafita mm. was in trouble. Oh, yeah. And it, it turned out that Clemmer, uh, I want to say Jake, David Clemmer, is at the night, ended up. In terrible straits, health-wise, had to be put into an induced coma because he got hit, I think, in the larynx. In the larynx, yeah. And the throat began to swell up. That's right. Now, the NRL Judiciary Chairman Jeff Ballou took the unusual step of allowing the match review committee until, uh, obviously, Monday morning to finalise. In fact, it might have been Tuesday morning now that I think about it. Yeah, Tuesday morning. To finalise charges from the match as they scoured for further vision of the incident involving Fafita's 13-minute stint Given the venue does not usually host NRL matches, the MRC only had camera angles from the vision broadcast to analyse. Oh, dear. Okay. See, so nobody what... knows how the Fafita incident occurred. Is that no, right? I can see it. And I just picked so this as an example. So it was like a rabbit, rabbit 
rabbit punch to the neck or something? Well, or I've got to be honest, is I'm a long way from it. Yeah. And, you know, my sight lines weren't great. No. But people noticed it immediately changes Andrew's voice. Yeah. And then, of course, the throat started to swell and, and constrict he, his breathing. And yeah, had, that's right. He had to Shocking thing. I know, terrible. And apparently it has happened before, but very rare. Right. Uh, what, to, David, to, to Fafita or to another player? Another player. Right. Um, I've probably got details of no, that. No, that's right. That's right. David Clement, two minutes into the second half, is believed to have been the incident in which he Fafita. Well, Clemmer was involved with the Fafita incident. Clemmer was at the scene of the crime. He if was. there was a crime, we don't know. All we know is that Clemmer was, was there. Now. And there were only two players, Fafita and Clemmer? I think so. Fafita, bucket throat, Clemmer. Prop. What else? All right. Now. Uh, prop what, Clemmer. Has, has anyone asked, asked Clemmer anything about it? Well, hang on. I'll get what to happened, Clemmer? <laughs> no, did you do it? <laughs> What happened on the happened? I 13 know. minutes into the second yeah. half? Where were you? I saw Fafita. <laughs> What'd you do? Tackle him. Yeah, tackle him. Now, Clemmer slightly raised his arms as oh. he carried the ball into Fafita and could be seen making contact around the throat. It's expected Clemmer won't be charged over what appeared to be an innocuous incident. Well, of course it was an innocuous incident because there was no vision of it. See, this is the thing you expand these It's the use of the elbow. It, was it a similar use of the elbow as Grub Green last week? Well, for the week before last, can I point out? I suggest it was. Could well, you use I, that as evidence? You probably Clemmer, <laughs> Did you watch Grub Green? <laughs> can I point out that Green is an expert at this? Yes. I don't, I, and, and well, he's he, got four. No, Clemmer's better at it because Clemmer got away with it. I am a rugby league mother who loves rugby league and rugby league values. I listen to Bludging on the Blind Side, where truth always triumphs. Yes, now <clears throat> there's uh, a lot to. Nick's yes. suggesting that uh, Noel Crusher Cleal is an ornament. Well, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I would too. I would. Yeah, I mean, yep. <clears throat> this program that we're making for yeah. nine, this simple idea yes. of reading, <laughs> reading out all the ornaments. Yep. And every so often saying a bit of footage, I hope. Yep. Would you see a bit of footage? Yes, yeah. He, yeah, I mean, I think so. You'd support it with, <clears throat> with imagery. You know, yeah. What about Les Cleal? See, there's a talking point. I don't know if is. Les is quite an ornament. Ring us now. Ring us now. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. So, and you, you can see how it sets up is Carl comes on. Hello, everyone. Welcome yeah. to Rugby League Day. I've got the privilege to announce the first 1,000 tournaments, <laughs> yeah. To yeah. the game. Now, yeah. let's start off with the Cs. Yeah. Sorry, I know you don't want to do it no, alphabetical. No, we don't want to do it alphabetical. But so, anyway. that's what we've done. Yeah. We'll start with the Cs. <laughs> Crusher Cleal, bit of footage. Yes. You know, it's great, isn't it? Great. Yeah. Obviously, Norman. Les Cleal, we won't show any footage, <laughs> but ring us now if you think Les should be included. Les should be included. Yeah, great talkback topic, isn't it? Les Cleal, ornament or not? Well, <laughs> I mean, there's your social media engagement. Yes, it would be. And uh, they're yeah. not, you know, I mean, you don't have to dwell, yes or yeah, no. Yeah. And and it's a show that could go for years because you can just row, you know, Trevor Cogger, ornament. <laughs> No. Mm, I don't think so. No. no. <laughs> and uh, what about you get into territory like John Hopawade? Oh, wow. You see? Could... Ornament of sorts. I know. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. Because there are all sorts of ornaments, aren't there? Well, I mean, <clears throat> did a lot. Les Boyd, ornament? I don't think so. No. No. See, I... then we could have blights. Oh. Well, then... Ornaments and blights, maybe. What, after the break? We'll do a few more blights. <laughs> um, look, I... It does encourage involvement yeah, it and does. engagement. It does, yeah. doesn't it? And that's what we need in these COVID times. 
The painting had them reeling back in awe. The smoking gun, the AFL Supremo and the Taubmans were dancing an attractive rumba before the eyes. Suddenly the crime was there for all to see, even those bludging on the blind side. Yes, a wonderful introduction and a wonderful resetting for the second hour of the show. Now, if you want to get involved with the show's uh, text number is 0467920222, or <coughs> it's slow, but it does the job. Ruin HG at abc.net.au. And the following have, Roy. Yes, they have. Just on the text she uh, Nick's been in touch again. I assume it's the same Nick, maybe not. He's suggesting Graham Eady, Terry Randall and Max Krillich. Bit manly centric. It is a little bit, but certainly Max Krillich, what an ornament he was. Yeah. Well, Graham Wombat, Edie. Yes, the Wombat. Yeah. yeah. Well, what an ornament. An ornament. Yeah. Total ornament. Yeah. And uh, he also mentioned Mark Broadhurst. Gee, I hadn't thought of Mark Broadhurst in a long time. See, that's what it does. Total ornament. It, it, it expands yes, your... Yes, it does, doesn't it? it no, the memory's there, but yep. you, you, you know, haven't yep. touched you, it. You just need something to trigger it. Trigger it. And are you seeing, um, uh, you know, a spin-off in merchandising here? Uh, maybe the... Uh, uh, people could get the whole set of ornaments. Is that what you mean? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> what a great idea. And maybe a celebratory T-shirt of yes, each one. Yes, each one. You know, yep. it would be great yep. to... The thing about ornaments too, actually, it's limitless, really. Re- really, there are new ornaments appearing, you know, every second week. You know, like Sivo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. The block of cheese. Ah, yeah, Brandon Smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. ornaments. Well, well, poten- well, potential ornament. Yeah. Now, this has come from Evan, and Evan says, Happa Rugby League, have just read with shock that Josh Dugan has been found out and about in Lithgow when he should have been in lockdown following COVID protocols with the rest of his Sharks teammates. Geography isn't my strong point, but I'm pretty sure that Lithgow isn't part of the Sutherland Shire. I think that's right. I don't think it is. Yeah. I believe that he possibly out of contract at season's end so can you confirm or deny reports that he was visiting Lithgow at the behest of Finley's? Well, Finley's isn't there anymore, so you'd have to say Finley's has got nothing to do with this. Who are hoping to have him as their marquee player in a bid to return the Lithgow Shamrocks to Group 10. Well, I tell you what, Dugan, it's slotting very nicely. Into the Shamrock. Into the up. Shamrock, yes, yeah. system. System, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. That granule developed system. That, that granule system for, for the mm. Shamrocks. Yeah. And he'd be a good uh, foundation. Oh, to build new. a team around. Are you seeing Shamrocks 2.0? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Build around Josh Dugan. Mm-hmm. And Dugan would fit in with the Lithgow World. field. Yeah, yes, the field yes. of Lithgow. And the other thing is, could a, one of the local bakeries get involved? Yes, they could. You know, as a, as, yeah, as a yeah, major yeah. sponsor. Yep. And um, I know it's a destination now, Lithgow, with yeah, all, all those attractions. It is. And to have the Shamrocks back. That's with right. With Dugan leading them out. That's right. He might even, if he bought, say, the commercial hotel. What a great idea. What a great idea. And could he be captain coach? Yes, he could. Hmm. Uh, now, or do you have any news information on why the hell he was visiting Lithgow? Or was it simply to check out the new lifts and toilet Watsford Oval? Yes. Maybe he did. I don't know if he got that far. He was stopped and I think that he, was, he was ordered back. It's a bit hard to know well, where the story <clears throat> went. But then they found him again trying to find another way through. On the back roads. On the back roads because he was going to a, a mate's birthday, I think. At the, for the weekend. For the weekend, yeah. yeah. And- just a few beers. Yeah. Now, look, um, the police, you know, do you well, think, think they're the poli- victimising Dugan in any way? <laughs> well, possibly. Or they're lucky. No, well, yeah. Are you lucky if you stop a car and Dugan's in it? I suppose you are. 
<laughs> I don't know. Jury's out. <laughs> Could go either way. Now, is he, is he a uh, – he doesn't get in the ornaments really, does he? I don't think Dugan's an ornament. Not sure. You could argue mm. with that. Mm. Well, that's a conversation starter. a conversation starter. Start. Yeah, yes, that's, that's right. right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show this week. Our opening question, get involved, is Josh Dugan an ornament? Yeah, I reckon he is. He did some terrific stuff with the Raiders. He was an ornament with the Raiders. Remember he was up on the roof with Blake Ferguson? Oh, that's right. He's on the roof too. Yeah, no, that's right. Well, they were chewing through the breezes, weren't they? <laughs> they were. That's it. Well, ornaments can go a little bit silly on occasion. They can. They can. There's great footage of uh, or photos in the paper, I remember, seeing him looking very smug up there. Yeah. Very complete. Very much Very so. scamo. Uh, now, uh, this comes from Peter. He says, watching Ricky Stewart's press conference on Friday evening following the Raiders' close loss to Manly, I was confused by something the Canberra coach said. According to Stewart, the Raiders would, quote, be in the grand final if it was down to courage and effort. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up, can you? But <laughs> continue with the quote. Unfortunately, it's not only that. We need a little bit more than that. Hang on a minute. You Courage need... and effort sum up rugby league. They do. Not being a rugby league coach myself, I'm not sure exactly what more is required to win games. Exactly. But if I had to guess, I'd suggest scoring more points than the opposition might be a start. Or oh, skill. Yeah, interesting to hear your thoughts. I well, no, no, you're absolutely right there. I mean, but Sticky's just t- sticking up for his mates, for his, for his team. You know, no one could have put in more effort. No one could have played with better heart. We just didn't get the rub of the green. We just, you know, there were other factors. You know, I, It was us out there, but we were ripped off. Well, I was just going to go in the other direction. It wasn't us out there. And yeah. if it was us out there, was we would have won. The, yeah, we would have won. We would have been in the grand final. We won this year. You know, in my head, my heroes, my Raiders won the grand final this year. Can I ask, do they and get... And that's fact. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. Now, they, here's, and to prove it, here's the JJ Gilton and Shield. Yeah. I got the shield out the back. Can we look at it? No. We won the Gilton Shield and then we won the Premiership and we've all got our rings and we're not showing you them either. Any other questions? I'm going. Thanks, Dick. That's the way to do it, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's where he's headed. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But now, I like uh, the... the Authority, which which it's delivered, is the key. Oh yeah. You see, you get that Wayne Bennett rubbish. I know. Oh no, no, I'm going to try. No, we yeah, just didn't. Oh, yeah, I just yeah. got to fix up a few things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, no, we're going to okay. Yeah, oh, sure, yeah. No, we'll yeah. penalise for going downtown, but That's you know, right. everyone does but, it. You know, they don't. And Mark said he did it, it all, every week. Yeah. yeah, they don't call it much. They don't call it much. I was surprised. We're dumbfounded. Was well, dumbfounded. Shocked. Yeah, and the room, the room, the sheds. Yeah, he went downtown. Okay, he went downtown, but who doesn't? <laughs> no, you got to get on the front foot like stick. Yep. Uh, now, uh, this is coming. Look, I raise this because it is sort of interesting, HG. Um, now, he's, after being caught in the deluge of the golden shower from Tokyo a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, I've been uh, f- interested in reading and researching the Olympic spirit, in particular the 1904 Olympics, where with the marathon really grabbing my attention, yes. as it would. Um, Now, he quotes here, Handlers fed him, the eventual winner of the marathon, a concoction of strychnine and egg whites. Yes. The first recorded instance of drug use in the modern Olympics. Strychnine in small doses was commonly used as a stimulant and at the time there were no rules about performance-enhancing drugs. 
Hicks. Hicks' team also carried a flask of French brandy but decided to withhold it until they could gauge the runner's condition. Very wise. Very wise. Hicks went on to get the gold, an outstanding performance considered he could barely stand or vocalise by the end of the race. As Australians, Australia has never won an Olympic gold in marathon, and this year's been no exception, I'd like to know why our Class A citizens haven't had a word to our Olympians and offered an edge, namely Terps and Milk. <laughs> the Gosford Edge. The Gosford Edge, yeah. yes, yes. Can I, was, just on this matter here. It was I, Eggins, I, wasn't it? Oh, well the, done. The chemist, well done. Eggins. Yeah, the local chemist. Local yeah, chemist. A uh, hundred years ago yeah. in the Gosford Has anyone area? tried recently Terps and Milk? <laughs> I mean, it's something we could mention to stick. I mean, he's mad enough to take on an idea like that. <laughs> Yeah, well, we tried the Terps and Milk. Didn't work. We still won, though. <laughs> now, can I point out also that it's a, this is a bit academic, I know. Yeah. I, do, I forget when the gold medals were introduced or the medal system was introduced. All right, yeah. But in 1904, there was just a winner. A winner, yeah. yeah. Fair so, enough. You know, when uh, you know, Edwin Flack, he hadn't got a lot of medals. No. Because they weren't no. part, of the, part, no. part of the act. No. 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 But anyway, no. No. I'll check that out. Yeah. Now, this comes from Ruth. Uh, she says, love the bludge, enjoying Armageddon. Did you know the uh, big pineapple big on the Sunshine Coast is set to turn 50 this year? I didn't know that. Hang on, the, bin pi- big, the big pineapple. pineapple. On the Sunshine Coast? 50. Can I don't that think be I, right? I don't think I've ever seen it. Haven't you? It is awesome, HG. Nah. It's a huge, well, it looks like a pineapple. Does it? Yes. Huge. You don't have to stand back and turn your head on the side and squint. No, 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 no. You've got to get a fair way, fair way back, though, if you want to photograph it. I know, that's understandable. Yeah. You know, that was the shock of my life. I remember going past the uh, big banana oh, in yeah. Coffs. It's not very big, is it? No, no, it's no. It's a disappointment. It is, and they've, unfortunately they've built too much around it. They'd have. You, got, you needed that. Yeah. Clear it out, get it, that's stand right. alone, let me have a look at it. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, yeah. No, it's, it's really small. Yeah. It's nothing big about it. At least with the dog on the tucker box, they don't say big dog on the tucker box or anything like that. So you're not normal size. Yeah, dog Yeah, it's on a the normal dog. It's just a little yeah. dog on a tucker box. Yeah, fair enough. Nothing big, but it's they great, great to, to it. see it. Yeah, oh, I've always have your photograph taken. Have yeah. you had your photograph taken by the dog on the tucker box? Yeah, good, good. So have I. Um, now I know you've been extolling the virtues of the iconic Queensland pineapple during your program. We have. Rather than naming an animal, what do you think of the pineapple being the mascot for the games in Brisbane? Well, it's not a bad idea, is it? I'd like the, the I'd like to feature both the pineapple and sugar somehow. Is there a Brisbane. rum made out of a pineapple rum? Oh, you know, I don't know with but the, we, couldn't one be invented? Yeah, a lot of sugar required. A lot of sugar it. required, and in the that. fermentation process. Yes, and crack you, off a couple. You of cut fractions. your pineapple, you put <clears> it in a bucket, you add a hell of a lot of sugar. You cover it up with a wax or something and, and you let it brew ferment. and ferment for, and, what, 18 months? And you see say. the plastic bucket gradually getting bigger yes. and you've got to tap it just yep. at the right at time. At the right time. Before it blows. Yeah. That's it. Oh, then then you have a idea. sip. Ooh, and you're Ooh, gone for a month. Oh, man. Um, now, just finally, HG, this has come from Tim in Bangkok. Oh, yeah. Wow, I don't think we've ever had a correspondent from Bangkok. I might be wrong about that. We have not. Uh, He says, the Sporting Coast... Oh, happy rugby league. The Sporting Coast crosses the nation and know when it's time to devote a game or a round or two to support a good cause. The cricketers have dressed up in pink for breast cancer. 
the AFL footy teams go rainbow for the Pride Round and the greatest game of all have uh, supported a number of causes such as uh, dedicated Indigenous Round. Yeah. That, that's all good. Yeah. I propose that every code in the country stands up and yells all at once the most important message of 221, get vaxxed. Right. He's suggesting a round of AFL and rugby league and probably soccer where there's one sponsorship, all the sponsors' names and, are taken from the Guernseys and one sponsorship is on there, get vaccinated. And what's weird is I did see some artwork connected with something like this, which right. was a big V. Oh. As in Victoria, big yeah. V was the team, state team logo and stuff like well, that. Well, the big V and used to be St George. Okay, well, yeah. now we're talking. We're yep. getting somewhere We're here. getting somewhere. Okay. And is he suggesting that, say, <laughs> one point in the game, let's say, well, um, say at uh, top of the clock. Yep. That whenever they, whenever that team or when that match is in progress mm. comes up to three o'clock, say everybody stops and yells at the yeah. Australia, get, get vaxxed. vaxxed. That's what he's suggesting, and then the game pro- progresses. What an excellent idea! It is a good idea. Yeah, it is a very good idea. Mm. Uh, and I don't know if I can help Mark here, Mark from Pimble. He says uh, in Friday's Sydney Morning Herald was the heartwarming story of uh, Makisha Makoto Makatoa making his first grade debut with the Parramatta yes, side the at Paramount the age of 28. We, I we, think we talked about that story. Yeah. I don't know. I, did, I think he went all right. The team didn't win, of course. No, he, he, he went up. okay. In fact, he looked a bit more willing than a lot of the frauds. <clears throat> anyway, from memory. he Now, he says, uh, if that wasn't fascinating enough, how about the quote from Ryan Carr, a long-time coach with the Eels feeder club Wentworthville Magpies, that Makahesi has got a good footy IQ. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued by the notion of footy IQ and how it might relate to other measures such as the traditional IQ. Well, it is different, isn't it? It's completely a different. A rugby league IQ is totally different. Well, we talk about footy heads. Yes. We talk about, uh, you know, the <clears throat> biggest it's foot, thing is the It's football years. instinct, isn't it? Instinct. It's instinct. And, and can I say... Knowing where to be. That's right. You cannot... There's only one to measure. It. There's only one way to measure a footy IQ... Play the game. Play the game. Give the bloke a ball and get him to run on. And I think we showed uh, with this bloke when he did run on, he did have a footy IQ. Yeah. And probably a better IQ than many others in the team. (laughs) The Rugby League Players Association, in partnership with the Bank of Volandes, have done a deal with Bitcoin to pay all rugby league salaries Cardano cash. Stay tuned for blockchain updates on bludging on the blind side. Now, we haven't you had don't a ch- get many Drakes as singers, do you? No. There was, uh, you know, a famous one in the 60s, Nick Drake, was Nick it? Nick Drake. Who yeah. was, uh, you know, sort of... Nor, nor is it a very much a rugby league name, is it? No. Drake. No. Famous Seinfeld episode, of course. Yeah. Uh, I think Drake yeah. might have had the baby. Well, yeah. Drake's partner yeah, might yeah, have had yeah, the baby. Yeah. Uh, there's a rapper, Drake. Yeah, yeah good. Okay. <clears throat> now... Look, well, we haven't had a chance. I'd like to see more Drakes playing rugby league. Yeah, it would be good. And tell you what would be good is that that could be an ambition for the firecrackers. I would support... Unearth a Drake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the bangers. Well, yeah, yeah. Right, the bangers. <laughs> We've got Drake. What would be great is the Drake brothers. Yes, Props. the Drake brothers. Yeah, I know. The bookends. Yeah, the bookends. Okay. Now, we haven't had a chance to celebrate much of the... Uh, 
what would I call it, the post-games life of the Olympians. And uh, look, we can do so this today with a bit of a wrap of Kyle Chalmers. Oh, yes. The super swimmer, super fish. Yep. Uh, he's been released from quarantine earlier this week and said finishing his tattoo sleeve is a priority. Oh, good. Now, yep. good. I'm just wondering, he lives in Port Lincoln and uh, obviously, uh, you know, he did the uh, Tokyo silver and double bronze medalist will get to work on his arm. Mm. Uh, the big shoulder piece is going to be a, be the Greek god of war with a Spartan helmet, which I'm pretty excited about. It's something I designed a long time ago. So he's drawing his own tat. This is a development I like. Oh, no. It never works, does it? <laughs> Honestly. Wait a minute, Mr. Critic. <laughs> you know. Anyway, now listen, uh, it's something he's very excited about. I designed a long time. It's underneath on my bicep. It's going to be a big open star with the words inside that. Mm. I think that make a star, <clears throat> I think make a star person like resilience. Mm. Well, you know what makes a star is means is resilience, determination, leadership, qualities I want to live by. Yes. And then I have my own grandparents to write down their names and their birth dates on a piece of paper yep. that'll be under, under my bicep in their handwriting. So that's an innovation. So the grandparents have written, you know, their names. Yes. You know. Uh, They'd be pre-modified cursive too. I suppose so, yeah. yes. Okay. Uh, they're very too important, very, very important people to me, yeah. <clears throat> and so I'll have that as well. Good. He said he already has quite a few tattoos. Among them is a large lion with a chain around its neck going down to a heart, representing the swimmer overcoming heart surgery. Is this I, Horton? No, no, no. Kyle Chalmers. Oh, Kyle Chalmers. The Horton's the middle distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A swimmer. Yeah, this yeah. guy's the uh, the uh, sprinter. Yes. I've spent quite a few hours in the chair. Every single tattoo I've got tells a chapter of my life. Good. Most of my tattoos have been quite, uh, you know, have quite a bit of meaning, but I've got uh, ink elsewhere. Uh, they'll tell, when I get ink elsewhere, they'll tell different stories. It's my journey, so I'll continue that journey up the rest of my body. Good. Now, <clears throat> I'm just wondering if you could turn this into a television show as well. Port Lincoln Ink. Yes. There's uh, Miami Ink and there's LA Ink and, yeah. uh, you know, probably the New York Ink. Uh, yep. And Port Lincoln Inc., PL Inc., yep. it's got a ring to it. It's not it? bad, is it? And if they it's could get another bad. couple of Olympians there to maybe yes. you know, lie on the chair. Exactly. Or lie in the chair I mean, what a fascinating, fascinating uh, show that could be. And especially if they come with their own designs. With their own designs. What, no, what, no. What, what do you, yes, what have you got in mind here, mm. Kyle? Yeah. Mm. Well, the head. Well, well, head and the, the, the Spartan helmet. Spartan. I love Exciting. the Spartans because, you know, they they. Three hundred. That, that just had that great resilience. Resilience. That's right. <laughs> resilience. Mm. Yeah. Determination. Uh, determination. They weren't they facetious mean. at all. Rugby league is the only code to assist in the development of both the Pfizer and AstraZeneca vaccines. Fact. This is bludging on the blind side. No sooner we ask the question, Roy, than... Yes, Francis Drake, and who didn't right. play for the Dragons, but Lindsay Drake did. Right, good player? I can't he remember. He wasn't a bad player, Lindsay Drake. I'd forgotten all about it. Ornament. Ornament? Yes, yeah. arguably an ornament, Lindsay Drake. In the television yeah. era? He might have played for, yes, he might have played for Manly as well in the 70s. And uh, forward or back? Forward, or, yeah. yeah. Prop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Lindsay Drake. Now, still with the league, obviously, and uh, Brisbane skipper Alex Glenn, who we mentioned at the top yeah. of the show, uh -huh. uh, he appealed to the Broncos board not to sack Kevy, mm. calling for coaching stability. Oh, good, yes. 
Now, on the eve of the clash against the Roosters, I'm, you know, obviously, Glenn says uh, regeneration would only suffer if Walters became the third Broncos coached act in as many years. Right. Um, okay. This is not... Anyway, yeah. the coach is off contract next season, working 12 months ahead with the coaching appointments. Brisbane bosses will have to decide whether to back this or sack the club legend. Yeah. Under Walters' rookie year this season, the Broncos have only slightly improved, but Glenn is adamant the club is on the rise under Kevy. Yes. I think for I our think cup, that's right. We mentioned this earlier in the first did, hour. You thought, you he, thought he, less embarrassing. Right. Less embarrassing. Yeah, mm. definitely less embarrassing. We're not in ornament territory, let's be clear oh, about no, 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 that. no. No, but less embarrassing. Less embarrassing. I think for our club, we need a bit of stability. The way we've been playing for the last month is how we should have been playing at the start of the year. What? They haven't well, been less winning. embarrassing. Well, <laughs> This is a new measure in league <laughs> excellence. Is, <laughs> well, <laughs> Stick could use it. Look, we were less embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> now, our team was bought <clears throat> into the way. Our team is bought into the way. Kevy wants us to play and we're good hands. Mm. Having the likes of Adam Reynolds, Kurt Capewell and coming, the guys will bring more strength to our squad. It's important to have stability. stability it seems yeah. to stress that point. Yep. What do you think? Uh, well, I think... They've got Wayne Bennett breathing down the next, don't they? Mm. I mean, would Wayne bring stability to the Broncos? That, that's the question the board has got to ask themselves. Well, a, a better the, the, quality. A better quality, yeah. Would, would we be less embarrassing under Wayne or would Wayne handle the press conferences a little bit better than Kevy if we are to stay as embarrassing as we are <laughs> now? The, the, these are the questions they've got to ask, haven't they? Gee, I'm glad I'm yeah, not on the board. Oh, it's, yeah, I know. It's, I a, mean, it's, a, it's a mindful, thankless, mindful, thankless, thankless task. Someone's suggesting Frank Drake was the first kangaroo fullback to score a try against England and was Wayne Bennett's favourite player growing up. I Frank didn't realize, Drake. I didn't realise Frank, uh, sorry, Wayne Bennett was that old. No. What well, he is a fair age. That puts, it in, that puts his age in a yeah, I know, I know. category. Well, I hope that doesn't affect the Broncos... Oh, decision. Decision, yeah. Because they might start picking players on, yeah. picking coaches on their favourite players growing up. Indeed, indeed. They so might say, say to Kevin Walls, what does the name Frank Drake mean to you? Nothing. <laughs> You're staying, Kev. If the man of feathers was a true rugby league patriot, he would support the rural and regional Anzacs and their quest to be given NRL club status. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, yes, um, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, just a quick roundup of other sporting news. The plan to stage tonight racing at Royal Randwick Racecourse has fallen flat with the local police. Concerned the events would encourage drunken behaviour and spill onto the surrounding streets once the last race had been run. Right. Or, in fact, after probably the second race, really. Yeah. The, uh, apparently the venue, oh, the idea was to, um, you know, have an 
number of 16 meets per year held between 6pm and 7 uh, at 10pm. Yes. But concerns over drunken, rowdy behaviour have been flagged by Eastern Beaches Police, who say the venue has ongoing issues with intoxicated patrons uh, during standout or standard race meetings in daylight hours, meaning they don't have a good record oh, in the daylight oh compared right. with, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Now, as I pointed out in other media commitments during the week, the last time they had a huge crowd there was for the World Youth Day. Yes. Uh, there were no of, alcohol issues there. No, that, I know, that except, though. you know, whatever the wine they drink and when sure. they celebrate the... Uh, the, uh, yeah, the Eucharist. Eucharist, good on you. Mm-hmm. Now, b- police regularly observe large numbers of patrons being excluded from the venue due to intoxication. This raises serious concerns how the venue is intending to manage the level of intoxication of patrons should they extend their operations, their hours of operation further. The mm. proposal is very non-committal in relation to what will be occurring after 10pm on race nights. Well, mm. fights would be one of the things that could be happening. Do people drink at fights, HG? Is there any? Oh, no, that's an excellent question. Yeah, I have I no don't idea. Know. I, don't, I, don't, I, know. Know. I, I don't, don't know the you answer. You mean if I see Zarafa and Zoo, yeah, we'll be able to get a beer. Oh, good, a bit of a snifter. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe to you some... do, yeah. What, now, is it, what is it about racing, though, that uh, that makes people want to have a few drinks? I've got no Could idea. It, if you took the gambling out of it, would people be less inclined to write themselves off? I often think yeah. it's disappointment. What an interesting question. I've got, I'm not sure if any, I, I could imagine, oh, bloody hell, I've lost again. I've yeah, been out of beer. Yeah, been out of beer. Oh, yeah. suddenly I've lost again. Eight races in, I've had yeah. eight beers. Oh, well, what happens when you lose? Yeah. No, I've got no idea no, of these I've things. No, I've no idea either. Or um, maybe it's success. You think, oh, you beauty. Yeah. No, oh, I won again. No, yeah. I'm going to shout the bar. Yeah, why not? Like all yous. Yeah. Come on, do you want a beer? It's on me. It's on me because I've won big time. Now. You know what's weird about that's, a, that's what it'd be. I suppose. So, <laughs> let's face it, racing is for winners. Yeah. But you notice the ads say all the ads say you know be mm. you know bet with your head and not over it and all that. Oh, yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. say go to the bar and you you know use your head and not over it, etc. Yeah. They don't they don't dampen that down at all in the advertising. No. So I don't know their responsibilities here are really. Yeah. Well, you got Volanders in charge. What do you expect? What do you expect? Yes. 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 You know, there's probably a, a, you know, an early, as soon as you get on course, you can have a free champagne and, you know, you know, sort of uh, inducement to get there before the first and all that sort of stuff. I mean. Well, I suppose that there's a bit of that going on, I suppose. Actually. It's like if you, if you go to a, the opening, say, of a, an art exhibition. Ah, true. Often you're given a glass of white wine, not red because you might splash the painting. Trip and it'll <laughs> go over the painting. White wine you can just brush off without too much. Affecting the impasto too much, um, but it is to lubricate you, to put you in a mind where you might say, "Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that one." Yeah, it doesn't matter. You no know. one's talking to me. What, yeah. Why yeah. I spill the stuff on? I just want wine. Uh, you, you know, yeah. so it might be a bit like that with betting. I'm sure it is. You might think. I'm sure it is. Oh, had a few <laughs> beers now. I'm ready to. What's that one called? That one. Yeah, no, what's yeah, that the one red with the white. Yeah, 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 with yeah. the big ass. That yeah. one. <laughs> what's its number? <laughs> is that how it works? <laughs> I think that is how it works. <laughs> I, I've got to be honest it's with you. It's a great business model, isn't it? It is. <laughs> get a business and I'll do anything. It, that's it. Well, I've got to be honest. Is is um, I just refuse to be involved with mm. that process. I'm yeah. happy to jo- join one side of that process. Mm. But I'm, I'm, the two of them are dynamite. Yeah. Mm, it's just ridiculous, really. Yeah. And I assume the business model is if we get them pissed, they won't know how much they're... They're losing. Going, thanks. <laughs>
the countries most fearful of rugby league. Norway, China and Yemen. Rugby league fact. This is bludging on the blind side. Now in the whip round of other sport, I'm pleased to say the man behind the Bathurst 1000 blocking event has agreed to re- relinquish his control over the Mount Panorama after Bathurst Council agreed to underwrite the event with a six-figure payment. Isn't now, good? what he, mm-hmm. what the story here was, was the uh, Bath, the owner of the Bathurst Challenge mm-hmm. agreed to release his exclusive two-week hold on Mount Panorama after the council agreed to underwrite his event. Now, what the story was, was the two previous weekends were going to be nothing. Right. So it's the pent-up demand yeah. to see cars going around at speed would uh-huh. be unleashed in the Bathurst Challenge. But right. they've agreed to underwrite the event the Bathurst Challenge, mm-hmm. because it would exist in the shadow of the Bathurst 1000. Well, it would. And the Bathurst 1000 can go ahead. Right. So it's well, two well, weeks. Well, yeah, okay. Well, what is the Bathurst Challenge? Is it for anyone who... Wants to have a drive. Wants to have a drive, is that it? I think that's right. And it looks as though... Is it for professionals or just well, people who love... cars. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've got no idea. I don't know the I like the, the sound of it, though. The Bathurst Challenge. I like that. Yeah. And I, as long as people don't confuse it with the Bathurst 500. 1,000. Or 1,000. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I've confused. <laughs> now, can I, can I say that... Is it officially called the Bathurst 1,000 now still? I think so. <clears throat> the, uh, as the owner of the Panorama uh, Racing Circuit, mm. one of the most iconic here at racetracks in the world. That's a oh, I never tire of that word, iconic. And in the yep. world? Yeah. Anyway. The most iconic racetrack in the world? Yeah. Is that right? Well, I suppose it's arguable. Pause for thought. People are going to think, oh, Daytona, maybe. Yeah, Daytona, Monza. Monza. Nuremberg Ring. Yeah. You know, Silverstone. But no. No. <laughs> but that's no, the one for me. Yeah, for sure. And now, um, <clears throat> it goes on a bit here, but anyway, the owner of the Mount Panorama Motor Racing mm. Circuit, one of the, et cetera, uh, wanted to ensure both events went ahead, which good. is good. Uh, has been instrumental in bringing about a resolution between the parties so they smoke the peace pipe in the council yep. chambers. Yep. And that once the... This is the challenge people and the 1,000 people. Yeah, and the Got council Got all itself. in the same room. Yeah, all in the same we room. We all love cars. Yeah, we all love <laughs> Bathurst. We all want yep. iconic. The iconic. Now, can I hit on that pipe? <laughs> you know, that yeah. sort of thing, past the peace pipe. Suddenly they're all talking <laughs> off the same in sheet <laughs> since. Now, yeah. the council, indeed, the community, look forward. I bet you the community oh, looks forward community to it. The community love it. <laughs> they love racing there every week. <laughs> Is there any talk of that? Not yet, but it's on the agenda. Uh, now, return of motor racing at Mount Panorama this year, and we're hopeful. Now, I've got to point out that these events, um, I should have the dates of these events, but I'm, I, they're in November now. November. It's not completely clear. Whether it's going to go ahead or not. Well, because of COVID. Yeah. Now, we, we, uh, I think I'm right in saying in New South Wales they pushed it out to at mm-hmm. least October. Yeah. And and maybe November's included in the what I'd describe as the ambit claim from the uh, Auntie Glad. Right. Yeah. But um, we're hopeful that we'll be able to have people on the mountain Motorsports bring an economic boost to Bathurst and surrounding region. Local business has been heavily affected by the dramatic drop in tourism in the regional areas in recent months. That baffles me because I thought they were the only people who rural and regional tourism was the, the only bit benefiting of the economy. Yeah. Benefiting well, from... it was up until the recent arrival. Mr. Delta. Delta. Yeah. And Mr. Dugan. Yeah. Now, yeah. 
Anyway, uh, look, that's good news, really. There. Well, it is. Well, it is goodish news, only if it can go ahead. How realistic is it? Because I love a whole week of racing motorsport. festival, a week of motorsport. Because you can, you camp on the mountain. You do. You do. You, you, you go you, up you, there a few days before. You have and bury a few your grog. beers. You have a few beers. You bury a grog and then dig it up. When dig you're it up. up there. Yeah. Yeah, a few beers. Yeah, that's and right. There's often a TAB, then, so yeah. you get on. You know, you don't not missing out on the racing because that might be crucial, crucial. That's racing right. events might be. And if you're a Holden person, you like gobbling off on the Falcon people and yeah, the vice versa. Yeah, because you hate them. Yeah, yeah. Have a few beers. Yeah. What are you looking at? And all of Do a sudden, no, no. Where's my car? Gives me keys. That's right. And the great thing is the race only occupies you for a couple of hours. Yes. And then you can get into fights. That's it. How to build a healthy community? Form a club. Build a clubhouse. Win matches. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. And anything on the text there, Roy? Any more oh, look, Some other nominations for ornament, she's uh, um uh, Bill from West Preston is suggesting Les Kiss. Wow. Uh, North the, Sydney Bear. The North Sydney. Yeah. And Jason Martin, obviously. Would Jason say. Martin was an ornament. And has anybody suggested Robert the Truck Simpkins? No, but he is an ornament, yeah, Robert the Truck. The hooker for uh, the yes, East. In the 80s. Yeah. Um, someone is suggesting um, uh, Bunny Riley, Ian Schubert. And Russell Fairfax as ornaments. Oh, I'd, I'd agree with each of those. Yeah, and Ian Schubert kicked on in the, I think, administrative. In, yeah, some sort of in charge of the integrity. Yes, integrity. Yeah, unit. He became yeah. rugby league police. He did. He did. What an ornament! I know. An Double. ornament as a policeman and an ornament as a player. <coughs> Kerry Hemsley. Someone suggest. Oh, there's a. Well, John Elias. One, now that it? you're talking to Kerry Hemsley, John Elias. Oh man, yeah. Okay. It opens a can of worms that one, it does. doesn't it? <clears throat> well, they're your talking points, you yeah, see, because yep. you get good and great. Yep. So you must get – I don't want to go there, but you, no. know, you must get other categories as well. <clears throat> well, well, we've got legends, immortals and ornaments, and then it sort of falls away a little bit, HG. Then, then we've got to think of other mm. – mm. You know. Well, this goes back to that thing we were talking about at the Olympics. We have heroes. Everybody's yeah, a yeah, hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ned-do-wells or then you get pirates to... or whatever you want to call Brilliant. them. Yeah, pirates. Yeah. <laughs> now. <laughs> nut merchants. and Yeah, well, nut merchants, yeah. Well, then you've got. Uh... Send-off specialists. Mm. Mm. You know. Well, there's more of them today than there was yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nate Miles, of course, great nut Nate merchant. Nate Miles, <laughs> what an ornament. He could be an ornament and a nut merchant. <laughs> now. Uh, returning. Yep. Sorry, Sorry no, Michelle's saying that John Singleton shouted the bar when his horse won the Golden Slipper in 2000. I remember I that. I was right. there. We, we were there. Yeah, both of us were there. Yeah. It was incredible. And, you know, I won. Yeah. I might have been Belle de Jour. Yep. And I think it was little Lenny Beasley rode it. Yeah. He missed the kick by about 100 metres and still won. Still won. They were different horses in those days. Yeah, they were. They? they were. They were characters. What a day. I know. It was a day. I don't remember much about it because, you know. Yeah, things happen. Away, hey. Yeah, I know. Afterwards. Sing on all that. Yeah, no. And yeah. winning. Yeah, another one. Another yeah. one over here. Now, returning to the Olympics would be great for cricket, but would it be great for the Games? Now, this is a fascinating topic. <laughs> it is. And I'm thankful for Crash Craddock for introducing it to me. Yeah. The International Olympic Committee will uh, closely look at cricket as part of the Los Angeles Games because it knows through cricket it has potential to crack the elusive Indian market. 
mm-hmm. that is almost one fifth of the world's population, yet to yet just two individual gold medalists in the century-long history of the Olympics. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? I think they're both in shooting. From yeah, they are. They're, they're wonderful shooters. The <clears> they are. Because they? They, you can go to uni and study it. Yes. Now, this is a really interesting idea because, mm. as we know, cricket in the subcontinent has a completely different idea of the game to it, say, in any other part of the world. That's they're true. mad for it. They are. And they love to bet on it. They do. And they bet on it in unusual ways. Uh-huh. So you pick a team, I pick a team. It doesn't yep. matter that they, what nation they come from. That's right. And see how they go. Yeah. How many runs they make, how many wickets they take, yeah. you know, how many catches they drop. I bet he stumbles on the, you know. Perfect. Yep. Uh, if cricket is returning to the games, then it needs to do so with a sense of cherished commitment, planning and gratitude rather than just roll into the tournament with an odds and ends team as it just faces another faceless stop on the T20 roadshow. I think this is a telling point. Mm. See, recently in this uh, Bangladesh hit out, mm. Australia, I've got to be honest, has played a lot of no-names. Mm-hmm. And they lost. They did. No one cared. Not really. Well, but, apart from the facetious ones. Yeah, well, the facetious ones. <laughs> they cared. Yeah. Made them facetious. <laughs> Turned them right around in the <laughs> facetious <laughs> states. <laughs> This does worry me a bit because yeah. he says then Olympic officials feel the games could benefit from cricket at its best, yep. but not if it becomes, oh, I'll check my schedule and get back to you, mm. like, then he quotes, tennis and golf. Ah, uh, true. So <clears throat> true. the biggest stories these sports provide in the lead-up to the Olympics is not who's playing but who isn't. Yes. You know, so yes. Rafa's not going. You need to get a commitment from the very best. So if you are going to field a team from India, you'd want Verrett Coley number to, one. Yeah, that's right. He can't. He can't say no. He can't, correct, correct. So he can can't we have a not. government edict or can the IOC, it, it seems to be more powerful than governments. The BCCI, I think the you BCC, Yeah, but the, the IOC oh, would, sorry, the would, IOC, would yeah. stand over the BCCI <laughs> yeah. and say, this bloke, Coley, is playing. Yeah. If he's not, you're out. If he's not, you're out. Yeah. All your shooters are gone. <laughs> wow. Isn't that how they work, the IOC? Well, that is a draconian. I mean, they... they, they, they they ban the nation because Virat Kohli won't play won't cricket. Won't play cricket, yeah. And the IOC is going to select the team. Well, they no, let the BCCI, but the, but the BCCI are going to have to pick the best team. And, oh, and oversight from the IOC. Yeah, with, over, with oversight, yeah. And what's the format? Are we playing T, are they well, suggesting T20? Well, I'd love what to see What about this 100-ball game yeah, no, the, the, women's, game. the women's cricket's taken on? It looks like a good format. Well, they, they've had a big competition, a very successful competition yeah. in England over the past fortnight. They have, yes. Lots of great names. Yep. You know, Southern Phoenix. Wow. Northern Heat, all that sort of stuff, the names you like. Yeah, I love Heat. Mm. Now, the biggest story is who's not. That, that can dull the entire game's vibe because players involved such as Roger Federer and Nadal, Rafa Nadal create massive headlines around the world. Yes. Now, it is no one's particular fault, simply the price you pay when you have four grand slams or majors elsewhere that are a greater priority to the players in, say, tennis and golf than the Olympics. Mm. Can you name the gold medal winner in the men's and women's singles finals in Tokyo? In golf. Or anything, really, golf anything. or tennis. Golf or tennis. Well, hang on. How far did... Um... Well, yeah, wasn't the uh, wasn't it uh, Corder's daughter? Well Corder's daughter won, 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 won the, the uh, golf. Yeah. For the women, the, the women. men. Yeah, men, I can't help you. I no. wasn't interested once the Aussies dropped out. Thanks very much. I was I only interested in the Australian tilt. Yeah. You know, had Barty Cam Smith early. won it. Yeah. Oh, I'd be there. Yeah, yeah. I'd or, be able to say Cam Smith. 
Yeah. You know, a bit like uh, Sticky at a press conference. You know, Cam Smith won gold. Did you know that? <laughs> now, and then on the other hand is, you know, if, if Stozer won it yeah. in the tennis, I'd be there all ears. That would be a miracle. That would be a miracle. Did you? Yeah. And you'd wish you would have had money on it. Well, I wouldn't have had money on that, no. but be that it may. Mm. The good thing for cricket is that at last the T20, it, it ha, in the in the T20, it has a sh- perfect, short, sharp and bright format that suits the games yes. and it's blossoming women's international scene that will boost its chance of inclusion. Yep. The worry is that cricket is entering an era, partially enforced by COVID pressures, in which players have never been more selective about playing for their countries. Yeah. And that is when they are being paid to do so, never mind uh, when there's no prize money and they're just playing for a medal. Yeah. To some that will mean more than cash, to others less. Mm-hmm. I mean, he raises a lot of provocative thoughts here. He does. And then, of course, you get he this. Does. Are you suggesting the golfers were playing in the Olympic tournament for free? I am. I didn't know that. Well, <clears throat> you've got to understand free in golf is a funny concept. All oh, right. Uh, okay. I mean, if you're being sponsored to the tube, Oh, several yeah. hundred thousand a year. Oh yeah. You might go and think, well, I'll add to the yeah, I'll add right, to the gloss. Okay. Yeah, of mm. course. Of I'm not course. getting actually paid for the hours out there, but yeah. you know, in the in the total sum of things, I think I can. Yeah. Spend it. I'm pretty sure that's how Rafa would see it if he was able to play. Oh yeah, sure. Australians, do you want to become a rugby league referee? You're shocked your parents won't speak to you, and now you don't know where to turn. Well, help is available. Keep listening to Bludging on the Blind Side. And as the time's getting away for us, it's time for the second fat on Bludging on the Blind Side, the Dream Week 2 on VHS. That's an exciting botch even now. Great sound. Warmer colours. They're coming back to VHS. Uh, Dennis Carnahan's Rugby League, a decade of big hits and a footy pin. This is the Nuripa Rovers. It's the pin from 1996. I think that was the first of their back-to-backs uh, from the Barossa Valley. So great, great prize. For some lucky listener who can answer the following question, Roy. Uh, yes. Uh, just before I get there, HG, someone suggesting Jeff Robinson, the oh, wild man the of the Bulldogs. Man. He was an ornament. He was fantastic. He was – everyone loved watching him running Glenn the Nissen. line. Bloody Nissen, yes. And the Chris and Peter and uh, obviously Turvey, the Prince of Darkness, Mortimer's. The Mortimer's. All the Mortimers were ornaments, weren't they? Uh, Steve the Pearl Renouf, mm, slamming brilliant. Sam Bacco. Yeah. Gary Larson. Oh, Gary Larson. Dishhead Dowling. Mm, well, dish. All ornaments. Yeah. See, that's a great it's show. It's great. The memories that come flooding back. I know. What, just what, got what, to dish head and I'm there. I know. And you've got to ask <laughs> yourself, you know, was his head really like a dish? Yes. Yes. Okay, fire away, Roy, with your question. <laughs> can I say? I, can I say I worry about this show for the next month? I know, you will. I know, I know you will. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. All right. The question is, HG, for the Brisbane Games, what dedicated drink should be created? Right. Oh, then telephone number one three hundred three six one seven hundred one three hundred three six one seven hundred. All comers, phone now. What sport single-handedly turned Gallipoli from a loss into a win? Rugby League. Celebrated here on Bludging on the Blind Side. Who are we talking to, Roy? We're joined by uh, Ollie, who's joining us from Kingaroy in Queensland. Happy Rugby League, Ollie. Oh, happy Rugby League. Uh, 
Roy, and happy Rugby League HG. Thanks very much for that, Ollie. Now, Ollie, do you think um, Kevy's turned the Broncos around? Are they less embarrassing, as we've uh, commented on earlier today? Oh, un- undoubtedly. I think they were very unlucky um, last week against the Roosters. It was a great game. It was. It, it came unstuck with, um, well, just at the end there, a, a high shot on, on the bloke with a bun, and I thought that was allowable, but anyway. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So you'd be sticking with Kevy next year and not uh, let Wayne take over? Oh, no, let Kevy go around again. Good. Now, your skipper, the Broncos skipper, Alex Glenn, I'm assuming you're a Broncos supporter from the endorsement you just, the glowing endorsement you just gave them mm. and Kevy's hand. Um, now, can yes. I ask, how would he feel 282 games? Yeah. What do you reckon his winning strike rate is? Oh, uh, it's... It's on the lower side of fifty percent. That's for sure. Sure, yeah. but, sure. He's, but he's been he's been there through good times and some long tough times. Unfortunately, yes, he he's a great servant of the game and yeah. a great servant to the Broncos. <clears> and uh, I, I was just wondering, you know, it, he must love the game to keep coming back. I mean, I can't do the maths quickly enough, but he would have played twenty five matches every year. Yeah, and so you divide that yep. into it's a lot of years. It's a lot, it's of, a years. lot of years. Yeah, mm. it's a lot of years. Yeah. Did he play for any other? Teams in the NRL. Did he play for any other? No, I think think he played only for the Broncos. Only for the Bronx. Let's say he did only. Somebody will know. Let's let's make it a fairy tale. (laughs) (laughs) We'll make it a fairy tale. Now I should get to the question, Ollie. Now for the uh, Brisbane games, what dedicated drink should be created? Oh, a great idea! The pineapple rum. Yeah, pineapple rum. Yeah. Now, have you been to the big pineapple? Have you been to the big one? Oh, quite a few times. Yeah, what's yep. it like? What's it like? Is it big? Well, well, I remember when I was young. It is big. It's huge. And when you huge. when you're a little kid, of course, it's 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 gigantic proportions. And it, the great memories were, were like going in there, and of course, finishing, looking at animals, and riding around in little carts with, that were like obviously the shape of pineapples with the spikes on the outside. So that was good. And um, yeah, or. At the end of the day, um, enjoying a pineapple salad with all the fresh produce from the area, you know, the passion fruit, bananas. That's that's just fabulous. Ice cream and cream. Ollie, the memories that come flooding back. You know, what it tells me too, Ollie, is that uh, you can have pineapple with anything, (laughs) can't you? (laughs) You can. You can have it on a a burger, on on a pizza. Yep. Yep. With your eggs in the morning. Yep, you can. Yeah, no, no. Pine, pineapple with uh, with uh, with ham. Oh no, that's that, that, that's, that's oh, magical, magical, isn't it? Now, Ollie, you get the pin, the Nuripa Rover pin. You get Dennis Carnahan, the Rugby League decade of big hits, and you get the Dream Week two on VHS with uh, Roy and HG. And in the meantime, thanks very much for bludging on the blind side. The Rural and Regional Anzac Mothers Association supports the September the eighth march on National Rugby League Day. This is bludging on the blind side. Yes, and sadly that takes us away, Roy, from the stumps for another week. It's been a magical couple of hours. It has, and I should just point out, given that last promo, HG, that National Rugby League Day, as we mentioned at the very start, or HG did, is in abeyance at the moment. It is. We're waiting on news to come through from the various health authorities when we can have it. But uh, rest assured, blind siders will be the first to know. Uh, That takes us away. Join us next week for more bludging on the blind side. Bye now.
listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.